Hi, I'm Alicia Atchison. I'm vegan, an animal lover, and animal rights activist. Many people say that becoming vegan is one of the best decisions they have made in life. I'm here to share my guest stories on their choice to live a kind life and what it means for them to be vegan. So welcome to A Kind Life Podcast. Today I have Mackenzie Sevens. I really appreciate your time. I'm really interested to know your story, Mackenzie. So let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what gets you up in the morning. Hi, Alicia. Um, Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here with you all today. Um, What gets me up in the morning? Well, honestly, most of the time it's my cat. She loves uh, morning snuggles and there's no way I'm allowed to miss her strict 6am breakfast time. So that's what gets me up most mornings. Um, Otherwise, I, I get up early for work. So early mornings for me. And what do you do for work? I actually work in the field of water quality. So essentially, um, I work for a not-for-profit organisation and we assist local farmers. Um, I'm based in the Burdekin, so they're predominantly sugarcane farmers and we work with them to help improve their um, practices and improve their runoff water quality. That's going downstream out potentially to the Great Barrier Reef Lagoon. So, yeah, it's a really fulfilling job and... um, really practical. I like to see, um, you know, the small steps that are happening um, on a day-to-day basis. My job includes like field work as well as a lot of office stuff like data entry and graphs and reporting. Um, But yeah, overall, just helping the environment, which is one of my big passions. So really thankful for the job that I do have. Yeah, it sounds very interesting because you'd be out in the field. So not just a desk job, you get to get out and about, which is amazing. Absolutely. I get very muddy. (laughs) Don't mind getting your hands dirty. That's it. (laughs) And so just for listeners, whereabouts are you based, actually? We probably should have mentioned that. That's okay. Um, I live in Townsville in North Queensland, but my job is in the Burdekin. So it's about an hour, an hour and a half south of Townsville. So a bit of a commute every day, but I don't mind. It's a good job and it's fulfilling. Yeah, absolutely. And so what's your vegan story? Like, let us know a little bit about your journey to veganism. My journey started quite young. I was nine years old when I went vegetarian. Um, And what sparked that on for me was I never knew where meat came from. Like growing up, I was someone who loved animals. I would play with animals and spend time with animals at any chance I got. And I didn't realise that you had to kill animals for food. And I'm pretty sure I found out from my school teacher. I must have been in grade four or five. And I came home and I said to my mum, like, I don't think I can eat animal products anymore. I love animals so much. And, you know, I think at first my parents sort of thought it was a phase. I suppose probably for me I did too. Like being a kid I didn't sort of know Um, the extent of what it would become Um, but from that point on I was mostly vegetarian Um, my mum would sometimes make me eat meat because my mum and dad didn't know how to cook vegetarian meals Um, they tried their best and my mum took me to a dietitian which was wonderful to have their support um, and get some tips for you know how to get all the nutrients on a vegetarian diet and then I think I pretty much cooked my own food from about 11 or 12 years old. I became really independent in the kitchen. 
Um, and it was one day, I was in high school, I think I was 15, and I saw a Facebook video. Um, I'm pretty sure it was posted by PETA, the animal rights organization, and it was about um, dairy and how baby cows are taken away from their mothers so that humans can take their milk. And it suddenly dawned on me, I never even realized that cows had to be pregnant to make milk. And it seems so silly now that I know that, um, but that was the catalyst for me to become vegan. And I virtually transitioned to vegan um, overnight and I haven't looked back since. It's been nearly seven years and um yeah just one of the best things i've ever done i know you say at 15 like now you think it took you a while to realize about dairy but that's still amazing at 15 like as a teenager to make that connection because a lot of people it takes you know till their mid-20s or even 30s before they make that connection so that was amazing as a teenager yeah well i think like the vegetarian phase of my life like was a very ethical one for me like I went vegetarian for the ethical reasons and I was just horrified when I learned about dairy and eggs and that I felt like such a hypocrite that that was really the turning point for me where I became very passionate um, about animal rights and and advocating for a plant-based diet. And so how did your family feel about you then moving across to being vegan at such a sort of, I suppose you could say young age? Like were you then cooking all your meals? How did that work in the family? Yeah, I don't remember there being much hostility. Like it was pretty well accepted um, I was already vegetarian for a number of years beforehand, so I don't I don't remember there being um, much sort of conversation about it. Um, I remember talking to my mum about what I'd discovered and why I wanted to go vegan. Um, but yeah, I was practically cooking all of my own meals anyway, so it wasn't too much of a step for me. It was just sort of more research into how I could replace um, dairy and eggs because. I was a vegetarian that ate a lot of things like quiche and um, yeah, milkshakes and things like that. So it was just, just looking at different alternatives for me. And what do you think, do you remember back to those days, like what were some of your staples at that age? What were you eating? Spaghetti bolognese, I cooked a lot because um, I was obviously in high school, so I was very busy. Um, so it was something that I could make in bulk and have to eat throughout the week um what else did I make I remember making pies which I actually haven't eaten since I moved out of home they were good <laughs> um and a lot of snacks like protein balls and I would make um smoothies for breakfast or um overnight oats that kind of thing sounds like you had a great start a lot of years now to perfect vegan cooking <laughs> Yeah, and there's so many more alternatives now. It's so easy. I remember being young and we like going out for dinner and the only thing I could get was like hot chip. Or I'd say, can I have the Caesar salad without the egg and without the bacon and without the dressing? So it was like literally a bowl of lettuce, <laughs> maybe some like other dressing that they'd put on instead because there was just no other options. <laughs> exactly. And so what do you love about being vegan? I think for me, it's just knowing that I'm not contributing to an industry that just doesn't align with my heart. Like it just breaks my heart thinking about the animals in those um, farming conditions. And so I just love that I get to wake up every day and know that I'm not contributing to that. 
And I think the other thing I love is that it's becoming more and more popular. I just see so many people now and speak with so many people who are transitioning to become vegan and I can just really see that things are slowly starting to change and we're sort of moving in a more positive direction as a society. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that also aligns with your environmental values as well. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And so what are some of the things that you do to spread the vegan message? There are a few things. Um, I'm involved with the Animal Justice Party, the Queensland branch. So up here in Townsville, I'm the um, Animal Justice Party Regional Coordinator, which is a very funny story. Um, I knew nothing about politics at all. I didn't really have any interest. And then um, the Animal Justice Party Queensland team were doing a tour. They came up to Townsville and I was speaking with them. I just happened to bump into them at an event. And so I was speaking with them and I learned everything that the Animal Justice Party was doing. And all of a sudden I was just so interested in politics. I was like, wow, this is a way that we can really make change. We can, you know, change government policy and legislation and actually be involved in making a difference for the animals and the environment. And so from then on, I think that was early 2019, um, I became the regional coordinator for Townsville and I've been in that role since. And I jumped straight in the deep end. It was only a few months after that I ran as a candidate for the 2019 federal election in Townsville. And then earlier in 2020, I ran for the local government elections in Townsville as well. Um, and mid last year, I think it was, um, I became chairperson for the Animal Justice Party Youth Wing, which is wonderful. So um, New South Wales already has an established Youth Wing branch. So we're learning a lot from them and working um, to build the Queensland Youth Wing, which is just a great opportunity to get youth involved in politics and to run, you know, online workshops and face-to-face -face events as well, just to help get youth more engaged and hear their perspective on politics as well, and particularly in relation to animals and the environment, because those voices aren't often heard in the political arena. But outside of politics, I volunteer for our local animal sanctuary in Townsville called Maridan's Menagerie, and they have over 80 residents there, so lots to do on volunteer days, scooping up poo and giving animals nice pats and feeding them as well. So I'm yes. sure that's very and rewarding. It is, yeah. It's really nice to just interact with the animals and see how they all have such individual personalities and just seeing them able to live out their life and... Um, they all have their little quirks and yeah it's just so nice they wouldn't have had that chance otherwise and so is that sanctuary open to the public or is that a closed sanctuary how does that work um it's closed at the moment because marianne and dan the um founding directors are both working full-time as school teachers so every school holidays they have an open day which is when the public can come along um and meet all the animals and that's their biggest fundraising event so they have four open days a year um, but other than that every second weekend we have a volunteer day so volunteers go out fortnightly to 
to help them. Yeah, amazing. And so in terms of your speaking about the Animal Justice Party and running as a candidate, um, just give us a little insight into what that experience was like and I suppose maybe what you learned from that. Yeah, sure. Um, at first, I'll be honest, it was really daunting and really scary. Um, I sort of suffered from a bit of like imposter syndrome because I thought like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, you look at all the like political faces and, you know, all, all our politicians that we know and you just, they seem to really know what they're doing. But then I sort of just, I came to the realisation through speaking with the public and answering people's questions. Like if I didn't know the answer to a question, I would genuinely say, look, I'm sorry, I don't know, but I will look into it and get back to you. And someone said to me one day, I'm so refreshed to hear someone say that, to admit that they don't know the answer and that they will take the effort to find out and get back to me. Like, and that sort of like hit me in the face and I was like, oh, there's less stress now. Like I can just be a normal human and there's no pressure or it, it sort of just reinforced that, you know, it's better to just admit when you don't know something than go on this massive feel and say what you think they want to say because you end up looking like more of an idiot at the end of the day. So over time, I've gotten a lot of confidence, um, but at first it was really daunting. Yeah, just get out there. And if you, if you have a passion for something, then that overrides the fear, in my opinion. And so how does that work? Like, I'm assuming that you you go out under the AJP banner during the election process, you would be, I suppose, conducting like information sessions or that sort of thing to get people to know who you are and what, what your sort of stance is on different issues. Is that how that works? Yeah. So the process from start to finish essentially is the Animal Justice Party puts out a call for candidates in the lead up to an election. You fill out a questionnaire and um, then there's an interview process. They ask you lots of questions and make sure that you're a suitable candidate. And then the Animal Justice Party endorses you as a candidate with the Queensland electorate. Um, and from there, you're a registered candidate. There's a fee that you have to pay to the Electoral Commission. Um, and, yeah, the campaigning process is quite hectic. Um, it's, it, you spend a lot of time speaking with the public, um, hosting different events, um, speaking on the radio, doing newspaper interviews. Yeah, so there's lots of questions. Um, and I suppose the Animal Justice Party has a lot of umbrella policies um, that are applicable nationwide. And then with different elections, depending where you're running across Queensland, they're sort of narrowed down and more tailored to your local area. So as a candidate, you sort of get to hone in on what um, matters and issues are applicable and appropriate and get the most traction in your area and so for your area were you has there been many candidates run for AJP before no um, I was the first candidate to run for the animal justice party um, which was great but you know a bit daunting as I said earlier because I was kind of paving the way um, and Townsville is a pretty tough sort of arena it's cattle country there's a lot of people with a very old sort of mindset and they're not very open to change but in saying that there's also a really wonderful vegan community so I felt like I had a lot of support and then it was really wonderful at the end of 2020 to have Samara Gromberg join the team 
here in Townsville. She ran as a candidate for the Queensland state election, which gave me a chance to do some more work behind the scenes. And um, Samara was, was the face of that campaign. So that was really good for me to get another perspective as well, working behind the scenes. Well, it's very brave of you. It's amazing. Like I'm sure in time you'll look back and think that was a huge feat for yourself to be the first AJP candidate in Townsville. So that's amazing. You've done really well. And is it something you think you would do again? Yeah, absolutely. We have the federal election coming up again soon. The date hasn't been announced yet. It could be as early as August this year or it could be May next year. So um, we're just waiting for a date to be called on that. But yeah, definitely I will I will run as a candidate again. And so you also mentioned as well that you've got a bit of a vegan community in Townsville. So do you have sort of like events, things that you guys do to bring that community together? Yeah, before COVID, we had a lot of things going on. Um, we had a monthly potluck um, down on the Strand, which was wonderful. Everyone would bring a plate to share and have a big picnic, which was wonderful. Sort of tied all the different activism strings together with the animal sanctuary and vegan businesses. And um, we had an anonymous for the voiceless chapter at that time as well. So it was a great way to, to tie it all together. But since COVID, it's, it's kind of stopped. Um, but we've had a lot of businesses, new vegan businesses pop up, which is great. So slowly but surely, the vegan community is expanding. Which is yeah, I think that's great. And so what's some advice um, for people that you would give if they're interested in going vegan or they might have recently transitioned? I think the main thing is do your research, whether it be for you know, going vegan for an ethical reason or an environmental reason, I think you need to do your research and find a reason why and that, then you'll stick to it when you have that sort of heart connection to it. And definitely look into the nutrition side of things. Make sure you're getting all the nutrients you need and be aware that if you're someone who's transitioning from eating like a meat and three veg kind of meal, you're going to have to sort of open your eyes and, and try different things and be aware that plants don't have the same um, nutritional density. So you need to eat a larger volume of, of plant products to get the same cal caloric requirements. Yeah. And that's great information. Obviously, you've had a lot of experience with that, having done it at such an early age and your mum helping you with get a dietitian and things. Like it's great advice to give people because, yeah, sometimes, especially if you're doing it for ethical reasons, often, you know, you just want to cut the animal products out straight away, but you may not spend the time researching, you know, how to get the same um, nutritional value or better. And so I think, yeah, sometimes people make that mistake, like you're saying, where if you don't do that research, it can lead to you feeling like hungry or, you know, not getting all the right nutrients. So definitely great advice. And so just a little different question here, I suppose. I have some prior knowledge <laughs> that I know you through social media and I know that you have a vegan partner, Brody. So just a little question there for any of the vegan lady listeners that might like to know, um, how did you meet Brody exactly, your fellow vegan? <laughs> Yes, well, it's a funny story. It's a vegan-related story. Um, <laughs> we actually met through a few different avenues. We had a lot of mutual mutual friends through the um, potluck and the animal sanctuary, and he was the um, anonymous for the voiceless organiser in Townsville at the time. So we met through, um, yeah, vegan activism and the potluck essentially is actually what kicked it off yeah 
I love it. That's great. How long have you guys been going out? Uh, two and a half years now. That's awesome. And I often see like great photos of you guys like at different events. And I think, you know, he's been involved in some of the animal justice party things that you've been doing. So yeah, it's really great to see. And I'm sure it gives, gives some ladies some hope. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There are vegan men out there. Don't worry. <laughs> you do have to dig for them though. <laughs> Brody is a photographer and videographer. So I definitely get some good social media content out of him. <laughs> Absolutely. And actually, just on that point, I also noticed as well, um, I picked up that you guys are a brand representative or ambassador for an ethical like vegan clothing company. Do you want to just mention a little bit about that as well? Yeah, of course. Um, so Brody and myself are both brand ambassadors for Vegan Scout. So it was actually founded by one of our friends, Crystal. She used to live up in Townsville, but has now relocated to Tasmania. Um, but it's a wonderful clothing brand. It's all ethical, um, manufactured, manufactured ethically, made of 100% cotton um, and pr printed with water-based ink. They've got beautiful vegan messages on them to catch anyone's attention and they have a really great program where they give back to vegan charities and vegan organizations. I've seen some great pictures, like they have a great range of t-shirts that I've seen you guys both in, which is amazing. So it's good. I'm sure people can jump across your profile and have a look. Yes, absolutely. They have a massive sale on at the moment, actually. So you can get vegan t-shirts for $25, which is a massive bargain. So definitely check out Vegan Scout. Awesome. All right. And so what's coming up for you? Like, what are you sort of planning in the near future? Uh, the biggest thing for me is probably the AJP Youth Wing. Um, I'm working with South Australia at the moment. We're trying to collaborate on a launch event. They're wanting to start a Youth Wing as well. So that's probably the most immediate thing. Um, but otherwise, I actually today just got asked to co-host the Animal Justice Party National Conference, which will be later this year um, in Queensland. So really excited for that opportunity, helping to plan the conference and co-host as well. Amazing. I saw this is all last year now. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> last year's <laughs> Um, was amazing. I know I had, as you probably may have seen, I had Deanna who was the host of that one. Um, she was one of my first guests. So amazing experience. And I, yeah, obviously participated in the events. Hopefully if, you know, COVID's over and we're able to attend personally, that'd be great. I'm sure I'll pop up and finally meet you in person, but also see all the wonderful speakers you guys bring together at such a great event. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed COVID stays under control but yeah it should be a really good event awesome and so how can people get in contact with you if they have any questions or want to follow your journey i'm most active on instagram and my handle is kind living kens k-i-n-d-l-i-v-i-n-g-k-e-n-z and i'll link that in the show notes um is there anything else you'd like to have a chat about that i might have missed no i think we covered a lot i think, I think that's we... most of what i have to say i think we've done well and just a question I always like to finish with my guests is, do you happen to have a favourite quote on hand? Yeah, I do actually. Um, this one I saw in an Edgar's Mission cookbook and it has stuck with me ever since. Um, it is hearts that beat to the tune of kindness can change the rhythm of the world. I love it. What a great one. Yes, very impactful. 
Which um which egg is mission cookbook was out their first one or the latest one? Um, it's cooking with kindness. I think it was their first one. That it's great that they've brought out two now because there's so many options. <laughs> yes, I need to get my hands on the second one. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Mackenzie. Really appreciate your time. It's been great to hear your story, and we'll talk to you soon. No problem at all. Thank you, Alicia. I've really enjoyed myself. Thanks for joining us today. I would love to hear from you if you've been inspired by this episode or if you have any requests for future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at a kind life. Remember, be kind to your body, kind to animals and kind to our planet. Take care.